Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast on this Giving Tuesday. That's the sound of great cloud of witnesses. <laughs> After Black Friday, uh, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, we get to one of the best days of the year, I think, Giving Tuesday. You guys, I am going to give to you, I'm going to give you a continued teaching today, a part two of Making Lasting Change. So that's episode 407. If you didn't listen to 407, be sure to do that. You can probably go back after this one and listen, but these go hand in hand because this message I'm going to share with you today, it's a foundational one for 2020. It's something we have got to put into practice. And honestly, um, I guess I'm a slow learner. I'm going to confess it to you. I'm a slow learner because I'm a really good worker. And the Lord has been so kind in my own banging my head against the wall moments of like, I know, I know that you want to get to me on the other side of this, Lord. I know there's breakthrough in this specific area. Listen, you're blessed when you're cursed. When you're at the end of your rope, you're blessed. So I will not, I will always, I'm an open book, y'all. Like, I'm just going to tell you, I do not, I'm, I'm on this journey too of, Lord, teach me what it means to heal. Teach me and I'll teach. So as I'm in process, what I'm going to teach today, continuing this concept of kindness. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Repentance means we can do new things, but it has to be based on kindness so Elisa, what does it look like for me to practice, exercise, and train kindness? I'm going to give you some practicals today. So get a piece of paper, pen, write it down as if you are going to use it and do it. Because even if you don't do it and you write it down, you're going to remember it. Because I'm promising you this, there's no way out of this without the kindness without receiving the kindness of the Lord. And we can do that in a practice. But before I get going into the teaching, in honor of Giving Tuesday, can I just have four minutes of your time to tell you, to unveil to you, for those of you that don't realize that Revelation Wellness is about so much more than fitness classes and challenges and all these good things, which is great, but we, te we say it's our mission, to, uh, a vision to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel. And we do that by teaching people to love God, get healthy and be whole. That's, that's our part of participating so that we can love others. You guys, we really do love others around here. And not just through our over 1,500 Revelation Wellness instructors are amazing. They, we couldn't do it without them, you guys. I really couldn't. They are out there what we call delivering the pizza because pizza is good. It is good. It is hot. It's good hot. It's good cold. And it's good news. And they are out there delivering it. So could not do it without them. But as well as our ambassador, our, our instructors, we have a sect, a thick skinned, soft hearted group of people called ambassadors. These are people, instructors who go to, they feel called to go to the least of these places, places that are least likely you would think that uh, would have either the resources, the money, the accessibility to a message like you are receiving and hearing daily or weekly or however you connect with us. And honestly, a lot of this has to be put into practice. 
So our ambassadors work with are in, in different places, in different organizations. Right now, we currently have, um, because of you guys, because of our donors, our ambassadors are put through instructor training on us, you, the donors. You pay for them to come through. And not only do you pay for them to come through, but you also help us fund and care for them on the back end, giving them resources, getting their classes up and going, getting them tools they need. If they need copies of the Wellness Revelation, whatever they need to bless their communities and keep goodness flowing and messaging to their hearts, their minds, their souls, and their bodies, including their bodies in the story, all of you as monthly donors and partners, and yes, your one-time giving, all of it adds up so that we can continue to do this. Uh, I, when I said yes to the Lord on this ministry, that again, in 2011, we became a nonprofit. When I said yes, it was only if, only if, God, it had to go, be more and just about helping people lose weight. Been there, done that. I still love doing that. But I know, and I had the vision that when we were well in body and mind and emotional well-being, then we would be fit. We'd get out with doing whatever we've been called to do. And all of us have a global mandate. We're all called to the global mandate of spreading good news. The Great Commission. Go make disciples. Tell people about what you've been given. So our ambassadors go to those marginalized, harder, squishy, tight, squashy, they know what I mean when I say squash, places. And right now, because of our, our donors, because of you guys, because of your giving and your support, along with our 1,500 instructors, we have 42 active ambassadors. Since 2011, we have raised and trained and sent out 73 ambassadors. Right now, 42 of them are active because people shift and seasons change. But 42 are active. And here's the, the thing. That number's too low for me. I want more ambassadors. We honestly, it's it's been something that's always available. Ambassadors, if you are one, if you work with a marginalized community right now um, and you you get this message and you want to be trained up and equipped and supported on the back end to go and tell these people and bring them the actual physical tool, right? A lot of this is not just sitting around talking. They have to participate, which is a lot of what makes lasting change, everyone. Talk about that today. But our ambassadors do that. And you, if you know of someone or know a community, then please apply under our instructor training. Look at Become an Ambassador. Right now, we have ambassadors in seven countries, the U.S., Belize, Jordan, Mexico, Thailand, and the United Kingdom. They're serving uh, 21 states in the, in, in the United States alone. Uh, our ambassadors, uh, different areas of, of ministry that they're working in. Right now, we have not, uh, six ambassadors in human trafficking, three ambassadors working in the prisons, uh, 10 working with children and underprivileged youth. Three working in drug and addiction resource centers. We have six working with the homeless, five in their communities, and other areas, nine. So right now, as we speak, the gift that you're getting here, whether it's the podcast that you have access to or the resources you have, how about this? The time you have to listen to the podcast and to do these things and put them into practice People don't realize it takes discipline and time. We have to train, retrain the brain for these things. And the body will come along and get renewed for the good news story. So right now, that's what's happening. That's what this end of the year giving is so that we can continue to do this love others in really crazy, unpredictable, 
I'm just going to call it radical acts of kindness ways. So that's where your money goes, breaking generational chains of physical and spiritual poverty. Again, ambassadors, I'm just going to be highlighting them. You're going to hear a lot more seasoned testimonies over this giving, uh, this this campaign, because I, th I think we've been kind of quiet with this, which makes sense, but it's time to start talking. I want to shout it from the rooftops. I know the Lord says when we give to give in secret, yes, we do. But this is testimony that I want to tell you about stories and people of how their lives have been set free, especially these who often don't have a voice and need someone else to share their story. Otherwise, they would never be heard. So I'm the girl for that job. So thank you, ambassadors. We just are so honored by you and we bless you. We pray for you right now. We give you all the strength and the courage of the kingdom to keep going. All right, so Giving Tuesday. If you give today, right now, $20 or greater, until supply, supplies last, you are going to get a free Love Greater Than Fear donor shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts. Love to wear it. Uh, it's really just, I wear it so much, it's often in the washing machine too often. <laughs> um, but we want to send that to you for as long as supplies last. And w even if we run out, any giving that you give over $20 or greater, you are going to be entered to win a rest and rebuild retreat for this year. This year's rest and rebuild, rebuild retreat will be on us. You are going to be our special guest. We're going to pick a name at the end of the campaign. So, hey, you got nothing to lose. And actually, giving is never losing. Giving is always gaining. And giving is tied to your emotional health. Because if we fear loss or lack, we won't give. And whenever we fear loss or lack, we're believing lies. Lies. And lies keep us from new things that last. All right. So I'm going to transition. Listen, to give, swipe up on the show notes. We'll take you straight to the link. Go give. You can pause and go give now. Get yourself that t-shirt. And either way, don't delay. Give. Help us keep spreading this message in the most beautiful ways. All right, so let's continue with making change that lasts, part two. <laughs> now, reviewing again, episode 407, you can go listen. We talked about Romans 2, 4, that says that it is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. That Paul is kind of rebuking the religious people who are forgetting. You've received the kindness. You can't, don't take this for granted. It is God's kindness. He's extended mercy to you. We've done nothing, nothing to deserve this. Let's just sit on that for a minute. Grace cannot be earned. And it's not opposed to effort, according to Dallas Willard. It's opposed to earning, but it's never opposed to effort. And that's why I just want to take a minute to applaud all of you who are like, man, I keep, I keep trying I repent, Lisa, I repent. I know that there's stuff going on in me, but man, I keep falling back into the same patterns. Um, I keep, I, I want to be a kinder mother. I want to be a kinder wife. I want to be a kinder coworker. I want more capacity for the heart of Christ. I want, like I'll read the gospels and I'm in love with Jesus, but I can't get my heart to catch up to my feet. Or my feet haven't caught up to my heart. Right? And we're all on this journey. And there is no arrival. There is no perfect. We all fall short. 
And we're all growing from glory to glory to glory. So right now I'm going to break off of you any lie that believes you are in last place. Like you have disqualified yourself. You've tried it all. It's not helping you. No, each time. I call this circular training. We're going to learn about this in Weight Loss God's Way for 31 days. By the way, anyone who gives $1,000 or more for end of the year giving, you're in my private Facebook group for our next fitness challenge. Sign up start next week of 31 days of Weight Loss God's Way. And on one of the days, I talk about circular training. We kind of train where you feel like, and I'm back where I started. (laughs) And I'm back doing a squat again because I threw out my back. And I'm back to like... You kind of sometimes feel like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, yeah, right? Because sometimes discipline is it's just doing the same thing you were told last to do. And we think we're going nowhere. But honestly, every time you've gone another lap, it feels circular. But what it, do, what it does, it's like a drill. It goes deeper and deeper and deeper. You're getting closer and closer to striking gold to striking, to getting to the root. Y'all, here's the one thing I know. My daughter and I were talking about this the other day. Like, the Lord is never fast. (laughs) Right? Like, it just doesn't run sprints. I just don't, like, I need him to show up and show up right now. (laughs) And he kind of laughs and goes, man, there's more capacity in you. Love is patient. And love is kind. Kindness it's kind. I know we go, no, it's not kind. God, I'm suffering. Please come and deliver me from this. He's like, but I'm strengthening you. I'm giving you something greater than just fast relief. That's all the world offers us is fast relief. It's his kindness. It says, because God is kind, he's long suffering that nobody would perish. He's patience. He's, he's kind and love is patient. Love is kind because he's so kind. He's patient with humanity to turn to him and know a new way. But this new way comes from kindness. So in the first episode, I, I closed. So go back and listen to it so you understand the motive. It's kindness, you guys. If you want change that's going to last, if you want to you have new goals for this year, or maybe they're the same old goals and they just don't seem to do anything different. I have never preached this message before, but I am positive this is foundational for us in Revelation Wellness. It's kindness. If we don't have kindness towards ourself, and we're talking about how to receive kindness today, practicing that, if we can't be kind to ourselves, there's no way we'll be kind to others. We are hard on others because we are hard on ourselves, And that's where all of us kind of comfortably slide into fitness. Because fitness, we like to say it's kinder. I'm taking care of myself and it's self-care. But if we're not really careful, it can be really pressing, pushing, and pinching, and in bullying and name call, you know, like critical, like, oh, I'm getting older, or oh, look at that extra role, or oh, okay, maybe there is an extra role. Can we observe it? Can we just be aware of it without becoming so attached to it that we now feel a desperate need to have to fix it or cut it off or shave it off or whatever get rid of it at all costs because that's honestly what fitness can do so we have to be really gentle and kind so that the holy spirit can be certain we can be certain that the holy spirit is leading us
that we're not being fooled and calling it faith that really is driven by fear and not love. So in episode one, I talked about the three O's, a way for us to practice kindness. You ready? Pen and paper, everyone, just to review. Openness. First O is to have just be more open, right? Like I kind of said, oh, my pants feel a little tight. Hmm. How about instead of rushing right to, well, it's because you overate, you're very gluttonous and you kind of deserve, so now you better do something about it, right? The critic shows up. When it comes to the flesh, the critic is right there when it comes to the flesh, right there and quick to drive us to a sin response. So instead of just attaching ourselves to this isn't comfortable, right? Because wherever there's discomfort, wherever we can just qualify that as suffering or un- discomfort, uncomfortable, we just don't like it. We'd rather always be comfortable. We don't like to suffer. And wherever there's suffering, we tend to quickly want to fix it. Yeah? But what if we just could be more open? What if when your spouse says something to you that hurts that hits that trigger, he said what he knew, and again, we don't fight flesh and blood, but the enemy will use the brokenness of people as fractured beings on a bad day, on a weak day, on a, you know, just a day to enter into that crack and try to wedge its way, especially in relationship. Like that's, yeah, the enemy wants to cut you off from your body, but more than anything, cut you off from life, from people, from love, from relationship, because healing requires connection. So we go about day in relationship, something gets said, and then we're quick to make a response, a thought. But what if we could just be open? Like, huh. And with openness comes the ability to be an observer. So I talked about observing, being open, not shut down. So open your hands. Don't be ready in a closed fight, fist, pit, a fight, flight, or freeze, close down response. Open. Open yourself up. And then become an observer of it. So just, just observe that was just said. I heard a, I, I read something in a book the other day that says feelings. What if you were to see them more as like, Birds flying through the air in a blue open sky. Your soul is the open sky. Your well-being is the blue, open, spacious place. And those feelings are just like birds flying by. You can watch them. Hmm. Right now, just two birds flew right by my window. You can just observe them. Sometimes they like bombardier and they're like crazy and flapping all about. And sometimes they're just sitting on a wire. What if you can just watch him? We have to be able to become observers of our life, to be aware and not just react. And this takes practice so that we can be objective participants. Objective people are free of judgment. And that's a whole other thing I talked about in 407. Okay, so those are sound like great tips, right? We'd all go, yeah, I want to be more open. I I I don't want to close my fists. I want to be like, oh. Let me receive that. That just happened. That was not the kindest word, but oh, I'm receiving that. Hmm. I'm observing how it's making me feel. <laughs> hmm. And now I'm going to stay free of judgment of the person who said it or myself or whatever it might be. 
Okay, so let's get let's keep drilling into this. Elise said, well, how do I how do I become that person? I want to be open, but that sounds good. But right, we find ourselves knowing what we need to do, but we still don't do it because in the moment, in the suffering, it's just too quick. It's like, you know what it is? It's like not practicing a fire drill, right? There's a reason we practice fire drills because it's not real. And so you can practice it. So today I'm going to move you into the practice so that it can get you to that you become a more open, objective, and observant person. I have to get you to a practice of it so we can practice the fire drill. So how do I do this, Elisa? Okay, another tip, uh, our gal Michelle Tupin, she's our restorative care coordinator back for Revolution Wellness, our instructors. She's going to be teaching a a class for our instructors called Rev on the Mat. If you've ever been to a Friday Friday Rev on the Road, just more gentle movement on the mat. Don't really kinder, gentler, not having to push. I'm so excited about this class. Um, And she asked people, she put the word holy and said, assign any acronym for the word holy, H-O-L-Y. And I can't remember what she wrote, but as soon as I saw holy, what came immediately to me, now the word holy means to be set apart, right? And it really is, it doesn't mean like to be sanitized, <laughs> like have nothing to do with unclean people. Listen, people are unclean. I, I myself, that's why I need showers. I, I need to wash myself in the word and take a shower and take my... My, my hygiene, my body hygiene, my brain hygiene, like I got to clean it up every day, scrub in, scrub out. But holy means we're set apart so that we can be sent, go in, be set apart, go in, be set apart. <laughs> we got to go into dark places. And an acronym for holy that came to mind was this, ready? For holy, have only loving kindness yearnings have only loving kindness yearnings that's holy that's how god sees us as a a yearning he a burning i'm gonna have children and they're gonna be ones of loving kindness they're gonna know my kind of kindness now they're not gonna know it instinctually they're gonna have to learn it because he's not a God who's in a rush, he's patient. He teaches us steadfastness and to be long-suffering like him so that we too can suffer long, kind of breathe and root down when things seem difficult. Because we're quick to tap out. We're quick to just want the quick relief. But what we're missing, there's a, there's a, a jewel here for those of us who can train to become people of having only loving kindness yearnings. My desires and my burns are based on loving kindness. And it has to start with me, that my yearnings for the things that I want or I desire are based on loving kindness that I would become more loving and more kind first to myself so I can be that to others. It starts with us. So when hating yourself or feeling less than or feeling pain or suffering or that moment is coming, right? When you're going to get 
triggered. That's how the enemy, he works through pain. I'm telling you, he just, he loves pain. He loves it when you hurt. And so does our father says, come to me. I'll, I'll be with you, but we'll choose which direction will we go. So to practice a fire drill, because you all need to start practicing this. And I want you to start, hold on a second. I got to check something. I know you guys get the raw version. To practice, I want you to practice this, this receiving of kindness so that you can, when the bomb gets dropped, when your, sto- your toe gets stubbed, when the words come out of someone's mouth that you weren't expecting, you're ready, you're trained up for the fire, but you got to train. And here's the first thing that you need to do. You have got to have an awareness practice. You got to have it. You guys, there's no passing go. I almost feel like I got to like, I wish I could go back nine years ago when we started this ministry. And I mean, I've always been a fitness person and I, I love the, the move and I love the sweat and the breathing and, and I, I love it. But I know, I, I knew back then that I needed the quiet, which is what I would consider a cool down, right? It's why we never punt on the cool downs around here. If you do RevWell TV, if you're a monthly partner with us and get our online subscription of RevWell TV, I've never, I've always known that. I've always known it was actually in the cool down when I was 14 years old and took my first aerobics class. <sighs> Another story. It was in the cool down. I laid there sweating, breathing, and I sensed this call on my life of like whatever that woman just did, that woman being the instructor, I'm going to learn to do that. I don't even know why I had that thought because that's, that was the kindness of God. He was speaking to me in that quiet place. Now, here's the thing. If we've trained ourselves that we only get quiet after we've gotten loud, guess what? You're going to set off a lot of fires. <laughs> you're going you're to be like, oh, darn it. Oh, I said, okay, I got to go clean up that mess. I did get quiet and I got to go clean up that mess, right? We have to start with the quiet. The awareness practice has to be a part of our daily life. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't take much. Everyone, the research is in. And I want to just say this. The people that practice this, you are literally going to be the wealthiest people on the planet. Wealthy of soul. Like, and not only that, you're going to be able to think deeply, have revelation, have wisdom, because you know how to sit and think quietly. The world is not going to give you quiet time unless you get time out, which we consider punishment, which really timeouts are great. <laughs> we need to start with a timeout though. You need to start with time in silence. So I say this to you, it, it honestly takes a five to 10 minute practice a day, five minutes a day of having an awareness practice. It sounds silly, but you guys, it is true. There is no way you want to heal your brain. The reason you keep doing things not kind is because you're living from your limbic brain, which is your early formed part of your brain, which is there to keep you alive and your systems functioning and breathing and protecting yourself, fight, flight, freeze, the amygdala goes off. It's all a reactionary place where you, as you grow in wisdom and knowledge, 
you have a higher reasoning place of empathy and of observation, this openness, objectivity, and observation, that does not happen in your limbic brain, everyone. It doesn't happen there. It happens up in the prefrontal medial cortex. And when you move your body, there's an, there's an aspect of brain health that's happening for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. So yes, I'm telling you, exercise is absolutely part of this creating new wiring systems in our brain. Exercise is a huge part of it. Let's hear it for exercise. <sighs> Woo, yes, that is good brain health. But awareness is like foundational, which we teach when we teach our instructors in training. You have to know where you are in space. It's called your proprioceptors. They teach you, they tell you where you are in space so that you can step touch. The other day I was watching a friend of mine whose baby is learning to walk, was on Insta Story, and it was so funny. Like that sweet boy would stand up, fall down, roll to the side, stand up, fall down. Roll the other side, stand up, fall down, crawl, take a few steps, grab onto the wall, stand up, fall down. <laughs> and I found it so funny. He never got frustrated. He just kept doing it. His, his mind was learning new things over, and he was more fascinated by the learning of it, not frustrated by the falling down. And he kept just showing up to try it again, try it again, try it again. He knew, he's learning, where am I at in space? How do I do this? You guys, we take that for granted. We have to learn where we are emotionally in space with our thoughts. Where am I? And that can begin with just a simple awareness practice every day. Some will call it mindfulness. Yep, let's call it that. But I, I like the word awareness because I can't, I can't change what I'm not aware of. And listen, awareness practice isn't a time for me just to condemn myself. There is no con condemnation. Awareness has nothing to do with condemnation. Observation. Just be an observer. Just sit and watch the birds fly by. You guys, this is money in your spiritual, emotional, intellectual bank. I need you to hear me on this. And this is how you will create change that lasts. You cannot keep doing, doing, doing the same thing over and over his kindness meets us in that stillness place. Kindness is connected to the grace of God. Grace, mercy, forgiveness. All of that is the kindness of God. We have been saved by grace. It is an act of kindness of God. It isn't a strive, a push, a try harder, a get up, work, come on, stop, stop lying to yourself. Stop quitting on yourself. <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's just sweet stillness of kindness and we have to receive that we have to practice it the word mindfulness or meditate you guys did you know the word meditate the 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 pre uh, the the root word of it medi m-e-d-i is also where we get the word medical right medical doctor medicine and that that means to heal when we sit and just observe we can close our eyes. You can do an open meditation, just keeping your eyes open, but we'll get distracted often. That's why closing our eyes and breathing. Did you know this? Think about this. Back in the garden, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, says in Genesis 2, their eyes were opened. How crazy is that? So I'm like, does that mean their eyes were closed prior to the Lord? Did they walk around with their eyes closed? 
and I, I think it, it's a it's more of a spiritual metaphor. Their eyes were opened. You know what that means? They were open to all. Now they were seeing all the brokenness, all the pain. They were never meant to see that much. So that's why we close our eyes. You close your eyes and you take a introspective look. It's called introception too. It's the ability to figure out where I am in the internal landscape of me. So proprioception helps me to realize where am I at in reference to my landscape outside of me. Interoception is where am I at in, in, in relationship to the landscape inside of me. You have to have an awareness practice. So come on, y'all, you can do this for 2020. And you gotta just trust me on this. It doesn't take much. You can do it at night if you want. You do it in the middle of the day, five minutes. I sometimes feel like a broken record. I've written a book called Heir to the Crown. You can go get that book. It's on Amazon. It starts every devotional day for 30 days with a two to five minute breathing prayer. Do it be still and be loved. Something. If you want a change that will last this year, I am promising those people that put this into practice along and then, yes, move your body, do a podcast, do these other things. Oh my gosh. I'm just really, I cannot wait to hear the testimonies that will come in 2020. And I'm dropping the pin on this one. This is the year of radical kindness. We receive it for ourselves so we can give it away. In that five minutes, I am just letting stillness, the firmness, the kindness of God come. Now, now let's take it to the next step. So again, this is your fire drill. You're practicing this so that when the words get said, you will actually, it's proven, you will have more uh, buffer to be observant of, just be open and observing what they just said. You'll have more buffer, more bumper to be like, wow, that hurt. Okay, I'm not going to judge. I could, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stay objective. Maybe they're just having a really bad day. Okay, now here's the next thing you need. Step two, when you go, so you're done with your meditation. That's first one, have an awareness practice. You got to have it. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff this year, awareness practices. Second, you're out in life and it's happening. It, it happens. Someone said something, right? Because you're going to need some ramp up time. He's gonna, you're going to fall down and get back up, fall down and get back up. You're going to be more excited about the adventure <laughs> that you're growing than, oh, I got hurt again. Nope, nope. You're going to see it as growth. The second thing is that you've got when the suffering comes or when the hurt comes, <sighs> you have to know and think to yourself, I'm not alone. First, be aware. Oh, I'm hurting. Second thing to think, I'm not alone. That's the one thing that suffering tries to do. It tries to cut us off from ourself and from others. So it's the kindness of God. We go, oh, he's with me here right now. So one is that you're aware when the suffering comes, when the thing happens, when you are tempted to think negatively about yourself or criticize yourself or think things are never going to change and oh, it's happening. See, the scale's not moving right. Critical, critical, critical. That's not the Lord. That's not kind. That's not of the Lord. So you can observe it. And then you step back from it and you become aware of, I'm not alone. Because that's the thing. The enemy tries to cut you off. He tries to cut off and separate us. That's why the Lord goes, I'll leave the 99 for you. 
I am that good. I am that kind. We have to stay connected because healing requires connection. So remember that you're not alone. The next thing you can do, this is when the fire hits, right? To prepare for the fire drill, have an awareness practice. When the fire comes, you need to think to yourself, wait a minute, I am not alone. The kindness of God is with me. Because in God's kindness of being with you, that's when next three, the third thing you can ask is, what would be kind to me right now? What does kindness want to give me right now? Because I can't give to them unless I've received kindness for me. So what would be kind to me? No comparison, no judgment, no condemning, no shame, no fear. That's kindness. That's what God wants to give you. He wants you to receive his kindness because it will lead you to have a new response. And then that's what you do. Have an awareness practice because that will give you the buffer you need to become aware. I am hurting. I'm suffering. I am not alone in my suffering. I'm not alone. What does kindness want to give me? That's it. It's simple and it's a kindness practice that you can start today because friends, we are way too hard on ourselves. And because we are hard on ourselves, we are hard on others. We can't give what we don't have. We can't make change that lasts. The Lord is kind not to give us something that won't last because it's not built on kindness. As I told you in episode 407, the word kindness means not just not pinching, not harsh, not sharp, not pressing, you know, gentle. It's, it's a lot of us did not receive kindness from parents or people. We, that's why we love to be hugged or told kind words or given a gift, right? The love languages, because we, we lacked in it in some way. It's why we find ourselves doing things we don't want to do. And it's that lack that actually brought us to the gospel. It's, it's a gift. I'm grateful for my wounds. I'm grateful. And by his stripes, I'm healed. By his grace, we're healed. But I have to receive kindness. So I'm going to be doing in episodes to come ways to continue to practice kindness. Some of them will be somatic. Some of them will actually be you doing things with your, you know, posturing your body in ways. Some of it will be uh, meditational. Some of it will be just receiving the word. Like, guys, I just feel like this is, this is huge. Um, yes, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I want to do a whole teaching on that, that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. You're a person of love. I don't doubt that. You have love. I have no, you're a person of joy too. You've been able to think optimistically and laugh and you're a person of, of peace. But how's your patience and kindness doing? <laughs> hmm. Patience, <sighs> kindness, whoo, right? So then we just go, well, I don't need those. I just need love, joy, peace. Whole nother teaching. We have to be kind on ourselves because we're way too hard on ourselves. So what does kindness want to give me right now? And kindness is connected to empathy. The Lord empathizes with your pain so that you can empathize with others. If my circumstances feel hard, God is showing us or showing me the stone in my heart that he wants to roll away. He's kind. All right, friends. So 
there you have it. Making changes that last. It's built on the cornerstone of Christ. He is the cornerstone. You know, his name is uh, Christ, Christos. It's also where we get the word kindness, grace, Cairo. They all work in that, that realm of grace and kindness. He's good. He's good. Jesus Christ. Jesus. A Christ, a kind. Ugh. I want more of that. All right. So if you want more of that, say, I want more of that. I want more kindness. I'm going to grow in kindness this year. I'm excited. We're going to get this, you guys. We're getting this this year. No more. No more being a pawn on the chessboard of the enemy's game. No more. No more. No more. We're on. We're, this is our, this is our, I'll think of it like Harriet Tubman. This is our freedom tunnel. This is the tunnel. We got to go through the ways of kindness. And if we do not have a kind thought towards ourself, it's not a thought from God. His kindness is married to who he is. He would never say something to us that isn't in kind for kindness sake. So the critical thinker, the critical voice, the one who accuses us, he is not kind. There's nothing about him kind. He's very sharp. Cutting cuts, cuts off, disappoints, disregards, disqualifies, cuts, cuts, cuts. That's all he does. Just walks around with his scissors, cutting off those who are connected to Christ. But John 15 Remain, abide in your suffering. <sighs> Breathe and be aware that greater is he who is in me, who wants to give me kindness right now, wants to give me what no person on earth could. He wants to give me. He meets all my needs. And that has me remaining. And when I remain, all things I can do through him. All things. This is your year, friends, 2020. We're seeing it clearly. Okay, thanks for your time. I'm gonna pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for how you teach and grow us. Um, revelation makes us well, Lord, and I truly thank you. This, this mandate of kindness, of nothing that comes from you that would ask for change would not be rooted in kindness, God. So help us, change us in kind. <laughs> that we would become people who receive self-compassion and then become compassionate lovers of people, that we've received compassion from you for ourselves so that we can give it away. God, would you right now rewire, everyone turn your palms open and lift your head, rewire our hearts, our hands, our minds to be kind people. God, make a way, nudge on our hearts for that five minutes to sit and know you and to be known and to receive kindness. We thank you, God, for how you're going to use this in multiple ways to heal our minds and our bodies. And right now, we bind up sickness and disease in Jesus' name. May the kindness of the Lord lead them to new strength. The kindness of the Lord be with you. May the kindness of Christ be with you always. Thank you, God, for how you are making us new so that we can go out and love the world into wholeness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, thank you. Happy Giving Tuesday again. Give, 
give, give, give. Give what you, consider what you can comfortably give and then give a little bit over the edge just to show that you trust God with all the hever of the maker of heaven and earth and that money does not own you because I'm telling you, global mandate, fitness is a tool to spread the gospel all throughout the world. Thank you to our ambassadors. Thank you to our instructors. Thank you to our donors. Thank you to all of you who keep showing up, pressing play, subscribing, leaving messages, leaving reviews, and sharing this podcast. Share this one. If you're going to do the fitness challenge, you need to hear this one. Share it with other people that are going to do the fitness challenge. Sign up, start next Monday. 31 days of weight loss God's way. We're going to keep doing this in kind. Love you guys. Peace.